This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Great day for talk radio. Here we go. Uh, we're expecting uh, the first arrival of people coming out of spirited out of Wuhan, China, on a Canadian chartered uh, transport plane. It uh, supposed to lay over in Vancouver and then come right into Trenton. And uh, when we're expecting that, and what is to be anticipated by the arrivals? Let's find out. Global News reporter Morgan Campbell has joined us on the line from the base itself. Morgan, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. Thanks for having me. I understand you had a tour of the facility earlier today. I did. Um, you know, the the entire setup is is uh, quite interesting. It's it's very good to see all these government agencies come together to put this together. So what happens, John, the passengers get off in groups of 40. They're going to remove people who may be showing signs of illness first. Keep in mind, anybody who gets on that plane, they, upon first arrival, they won't, they're, they're not going to have any symptoms. This is a 20-hour plane ride, though, so there is fear that symptoms could progress over that 20 hours. So if anybody, if when they get to Trenton, they're taken off and they go through CBSA, just like you're at the airport, um, they'll be scanning the luggage and then it's it's from one checkpoint to the next. And honestly, it's, it, it almost looked like a movie when you went in there, John. Um, they had little tables set up, and they had quarantine areas. There's masks for everyone. Um, and they really are running a, a bit of a tight ship here. Uh, people could be seen maybe three, even four times, depending if they're showing symptoms. All right. And so when are they first uh, to arrive, the first bunch? Now, the first bunch is expected to arrive around 3.30 tomorrow morning. Mm. Um, with that being said, um, that could be sooner or later. You know with these things, yeah. <laughs> planes, uh, because they're, they're saying that the plane should be in Vancouver around 12.30 in the morning. Um, and if they have that good uh, tail uh, wind speed, they might get here earlier. But at this point, tentatively, the base is preparing for 3.30 in the morning. That's fluid and, of course, can change. All right. And you're saying in groups of 40. Uh, so when the plane decamps, uh, how do they then break off into groups of 40 at that point? Is that what it is? Yeah. So they'll be taken off the plane um, at, at 40 at a time. And then they'll just start going through, John, all the different stations that are set up. So they'll go through airport security. Then they'll go and they'll sit down with public health and they'll talk to them about their immediate health needs, if any. If they're showing any signs, then they go into a quarantine area. They actually have a tent inside the hangar. This is all happening at a huge hangar at CFB Trenton. They have this really neat tent there that has a a HEPA filter. And so anybody showing any symptoms, they'll be quarantined inside that tent. And then they'll, they'll, uh, they'll process them. If they're showing, if they need medical treatment right away, they're going to have to be transported by uh, paramedics to hospital. I mean, the base wants to keep all of these people at CFB Trenton. They don't want any risk letting these people out into the community, right? So they're going to try to to um, to deal with this at the base. If they're too sick, then that means a hospital visit. Then from there, you go to see the Red Cross, and that's where they will give them items such as uh, toiletries, hygiene items, uh, different, you know, laundry detergent 
things that they may need. They also want to register all of these people so that they can keep following with them through the whole course. Now, they have to stay at CFB Trenton for 14 days. Um, from the, ha- the hangar, they're going to be bused to a location that's called Yukon Lodge. It's essentially a hotel on base. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's really neat about this uh, about this hotel, John, is that underground, the buildings are actually connected by tunnels. Mm. So if there needs to be any movement, it can be done safely. Let me just back up. When you say if anybody shows symptoms upon arrival, they'd be transported to a hospital. Is that on base or local hospital? It would be a local hospital. Now, I was speaking with... Um, with some of my colleagues um, uh, at our station in Kingston, and um, they have advised me that uh, Quinney Healthcare—they—they're um, really pulling out all the stops here, and they're in—they're in preparation just in case um, to accept these patients. But again, the base does not want anyone leaving, so if they can be treated on base. John, they're going to be treated there. Right, uh, and I'm assuming then the local hospitals would have the facilities to deal with you know, uh, this kind of quarantine. Yeah, that's my understanding. They also have the um, the way that they treat these, like, specialized rooms. Um, they have the, the uh, HEPA filters, so they do have those locations. It's similar, John, to, like, an ICU unit at a hospital. Right. My understanding as well is there's no fraternizing. In other words, these people, families may be kept intact, but uh, otherwise individuals will be isolated from one another in quarantine. Just in general, are they not? Absolutely. Um, They are going to be isolated. Now, here's the thing that I found rather interesting while we were doing the tour. Now, keep in mind that we were unable to interview anyone. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't let us, we could talk to people off camera, but on camera, there's nobody going on record. So my understanding is you get off the plane, you're going to give health officials your dirty mask. Then you're going to start going through the process, and it's actually the individual's choice whether or not they want to wear protective equipment. Um, So you could choose, you know, to wear your mask in there the entire time, or you could choose to wear wear your mask, you know, just in between stations. Um, So they've really pulled out all the stops in terms of safety, but whether or not people are, you know, you can't really make them wear the masks. So health officials are taking all the precautions that they have to, but they're not necessarily going to be gowned up like you see in those images, John, that are coming out of China. Mm. Again, Morgan Campbell is with us, global news reporter, right at Canadian Forces Base Trenton, where we're expecting the first arrivals early in the morning from Wuhan, China. 20-hour flight, as she says, in total. Uh, So is there any apprehension on the base by personnel there that these people coming in may actually carry the contagion? Yeah, I mean, clearly their they're, security is paramount, safety is paramount, and that's evident. We were lucky, John, to even get in there and get a sneak peek. These guys have been doing nothing for the last three days but going through different processes, um, mock scenarios. You know, they couldn't even tell me how long it would take somebody to get through the three or four stations because they'd run through all these different scenarios. So, you know... You're not going to be able to gain any access to the base after once these folks arrive. CFB Trenton, to paint a little bit of a picture for your listeners, CFB Trenton is a huge part 
of this community. Um, they live and breathe the base. And it's very common for just, you know, regular residents to go on and off base, um, maybe for something to eat or maybe to meet a friend. There will be none of that. It's going to essentially be a lockdown and nobody will be allowed near Yukon Lodge. So again, just to recap, the plane will land on the tarmac in the hangar, everybody will be screened and processed. Then from the hangar, they're going across the base to Yukon Lodge, and that's where they'll live for 14 days, essentially in hotel rooms. Right. And if you want to see images, actually, I shared a bunch of images on my, on my Twitter page, um, at Morgan underscore C, and it's, it's quite neat to see kind of how it's all laid out. I'm kind of curious, Morgan, 14 days now, uh, you know, if anybody projected even to a vacation of 14 days after a while, you know, you start climbing the walls out of boredom. Uh, are there going to be activities arranged? What else would be part of the whole, I don't know, uh, retinue of things to do in 14 days? You know, these guys are on high alert right now, and I think in terms of activities might be the last uh the last of their worries, we do know that there are going to be pediatric patients on this plane. I can tell you at the hangar, they had uh, some equipment set up so that kids could play. I know the Red Cross that brought in their beers and stuff, but that's only going to last so long, right? Uh, <laughs> it does for me. Uh, all right, I don't know. I so, thought playing pool, you know, darts, whatever the case may be, yeah, but they're going to be... They might. They, we, we only got access to the room, so I don't know what other facilities are, are inside Yukon Lodge, um, but it, it, it basically is just your... Your typical hotel, and trust me, it's it's not. Uh, they're not staying at the Hilton. This is this is a base hotel uh, that is meant to for service men and women to use when they're coming and going, um, if their barracks aren't ready, right? So, right. I can paint that picture, and you can kind of see in your head what you what it might look like. No, actually, I think the government arrived at this one through Trivago. Uh, they wanted to put them up in another place, but uh, they decided this was the cheaper alternative. All right, and so the two weeks will start as of when? Uh, Friday morning when they, they do arrive and you've run us through yeah. the protocol, and uh, hopefully everything will go off. You That's know. my understanding, yes. Yeah. And you know what? So I also wanted just to provide a quick update. Um, at 5 o'clock today, we're going to be hearing from the mayor the uh, base commander of public health a little bit uh, a little bit more about what the steps are and i'll tell you after walking around this town and talking to locals john um they are so supportive of not just their base but this mission to bring canadians home this community is welcoming um for the most part not everyone but Mm -hmm. for the most part my understanding these individuals who need assistance with open arms um which I think is, is, is a really nice thing to see in, in the wake of this, right? Well, it's the Canadian way, and uh, we just ho- hope it all goes off as it's being idealized, you know, so that nobody actually is contaminated and comes into uh, a situation where the contagion spreads. Uh, great yeah. report from the ground. I know you'll be doing it on Global News at six, uh, 5.30 and 6. Uh, Morgan Campbell, Global News reporter at Canadian Forces Base Trend. She got an extensive, uh, I guess walk through at the base at one o'clock this afternoon and shared some of those insights with us. Morgan, I appreciate that as always. Thanks for having me, John. You got it. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.